understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Stranded Podcast. You're joining us for episode nine, and today's guest I'm super excited about. Uh, we spend a lot of time on here talking about uh, people finding greatness and overcoming their stuck phase. But this guest in particular really, really helps people uh, that are dealing with one of the phases in life that we all really struggle with, and that's being stuck in your career. And she's got tons of great tips, great info. I'm so excited to have her. I want to welcome Arena Pachura. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. So guys, listen, I stumbled on this girl on Instagram and just fell in love. Um, If you are in a place right now where, you know, you, you have a job, you even have a career, but you feel like your dream job, your dream job is, you know, mountains away, or you're uncomfortable with where you're at. This girl has all the tips and tricks on her blog and in her Facebook group, and she's been helping people for years. But I don't want to tell your story. I want you to share it. You know, Arena, if you don't mind, tell tell my audience how you kind of got into this and, and what makes you so passionate about it and a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So I'm a career coach. Uh, I like to call myself a career coach. Um, and I work with women who are primarily stuck, as you mentioned, in jobs that for whatever reason, they don't love anymore. Perhaps they're not passionate anymore. Perhaps they're underpaid. Perhaps it's not the right company. Or maybe they're even in a career that, you know, doesn't look like what they thought it would look like. And I work with clients mostly through, right now, one-on-one private sessions. And we come up with a strategy to get them from, you know, where they are today to where they want to be. And sometimes that looks a little messy. And sometimes it's not so simple and, you know, cut and dry. And sometimes there's a little bit of inner work that we have to do to actually find what it is that they want to do. Um, but sometimes it's a little bit, you know, easier than that. Sometimes people are just stuck with, you know, transitioning from one job to another, and they just need a clear strategy on how to get to that next job. And, you know, I work with clients one-on-one. We come up with a strategy on how to get there. Now, do you do a lot of this in person or is this online? Oh, it's it's mostly online. Um, and the way that I got to this place is I spend a great deal of time in corporate recruiting. So I'm taking what I learned in that setting to do, you know, this private coaching now today. And that's what I love about online. Cause I think, you know, people get caught up in like when they see online ads and they're like, Oh, this is a scam and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I think the opportunity to do this online is so cool because when you're in the role in person, you can only help so many people. But oh when yeah. You take your skills online. You can help the world. Yeah. And not only that, but with recruiting, I actually found myself, you know, I'm only able to hire one person 
per role, right? I think that we discussed this already. And I came across so many amazing, you know, people and candidates that were, you know, very qualified, but we only got to pick one person. And I got to see what that process looked like. And I actually wanted to help so many people. And they all wrote to me, you know, like, can you give me feedback? Can you tell me, you know, like where I dropped the ball or what I did wrong? And most recruiters, I don't know if you know, are very, very busy people. And that's one of the complaints that people get is, you know, they don't get feedback. They don't know what they do wrong. So I think that's where people do get stuck is they kind of don't, you know, get that feedback or, you know, understand really where they're going wrong in the interview process, for example. So that's something that I help my clients with. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think about like all the interview, you know how it took me like five or five to six years to really realize through constructive criticism, you know, where I was, what I wasn't doing right in an interview, you know, and some, most times it's probably something so simple. It is. A lot of the time it's, it's something so small and that's what really, you know, lights me up is, you know, these people are kind of like struggling for such a long time. And we do even like one session and it just like transforms everything. It's me telling them one little tip, you know, like after your interview, send a letter, but don't send, you know, just, you know, um, a letter that you find online and, you know, you just do it to do it, but really put some thought behind it and, you know, just give them a couple of strategy tips and it's just like completely life-changing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so that's many, what I really love. Yeah. There's so many tools out there now. You could use like yeah. Canva and in five minutes, create like a, a beautiful letter to send someone. <laughs> right, right, right. So what's one of the most common as things as a career coach that you get from your clients? What's, what's one of the most common things you hear? Is it that they're struggling with the interview process or is it that they've already got a job, but it's not the, that that one, the one that they know that they want, what, what's the most common thing you hear? So what's funny is a lot of people commonly come to me with like their resume or their LinkedIn, a lot of technology stuff, because I think that interview, I'm sorry, the job search has really changed in the last, I would say, 10 years. And we're really not taught in college. I mean, I wasn't, I don't know how a lot of schools are, but you know, we're not taught how to go through the interview process, how to write a great resume, what a LinkedIn looks like. And there's so much technology. There's a lot of competition out there. So I think that, you know, we're not taught to, you know, necessarily know exactly how to do all of these things. And, you know, that's where I come in. So a lot of people come to me, you know, in need of resume help. A lot of people don't know what to put on their resume. They don't know whether they need a cover letter. They don't know how to even research companies. Um, you know, back in the day, people would go online and apply for a job and, you know, be one of maybe 10, 15, 50, I don't know, right? But there were chances to get called, right? Now, there's much more to that. You know, it's not just applying online, it's networking, it's getting in, you know, for informational interviews, it's connecting and building relationships with, um, you know, recruiters or people that work inside of companies. So it's, you know, opening up doors for yourself. And that takes, you know, a lot of, you know, guts and, (laughs) you know, and I help people, you know, to do that and to help build their confidence up and to kind of, you know, be their own advocate for themselves. And now, you said something that I want to revisit and I'm, yeah. I'm not an expert, but I know you are. So sure. is LinkedIn a must? 
Yes, yes. And I think it's a must for, a lot of people think it's just for job searching, but it's really like your personal brand. And a lot of people really focus on other things. I myself love, as you know, Instagram, that's where you found me. You know, that's my creative outlet. But for the, you know, professionals out there, and even entrepreneurs, I would say, you know, your LinkedIn is really your like online resume. And it is really incredible. Like the tools that are on LinkedIn, there are so many ways that you can connect with people and research companies. And I mean, there's a lot going on on LinkedIn. <laughs> there is. I have two questions about that yeah, for people. Sure. Because I know a lot of people that aren't on LinkedIn and would say the very thing that you just said, like, ah, oh, you yeah. know, I don't really have time. I'm already managing blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so one is a simple and a little deep. When um, I remember years ago when I uh, redesigned mine, someone said, you know, you don't have to put all that, all those details on there about your previous job. Nobody really cares. They just want to see where you worked. What are your thoughts on being as descriptive or not putting anything at all under your your job titles? Sure. So, you know, it just depends. A lot of people, um, you know, have like everything they've ever done. And the same thing with resumes, you know, it's three pages long and it's everything they've ever done. Um, you know, I think so the way that I work with clients is really, you know, we do the resume and the resume really mirrors what the LinkedIn looks like. So I recommend not going too far back, right. And keeping things really relevant. So if you're looking for a job in marketing, it's been like two, three years out of college. You don't necessarily have to mention, you know, that you were a hostess or a waitress or a bartender. Um, so you don't need, you know, your entire history, but what's relevant right now and what's relevant for the next step. Right. So hopefully that answers your question. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to, I guess my other one isn't a question, but I just do want to advocate for LinkedIn. I think people miss the ball on this one. LinkedIn is a serious thing right now. I'm, um, my full-time job is a career. I love, I work for a big national nonprofit where, um, we serve at risk youth, which is personally my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, and I was found on LinkedIn for that job. I wasn't looking mm-hmm. for it. I wasn't asking for it. I didn't even put yeah. it out there that I wanted a new job. And they happened to get a grant that I had previous experience uh, directing. And so they reached out to me on LinkedIn in just a message and said, hey, would you be willing to talk more about this? And a phone call went to an interview and an interview turned into a job three, year, three and a half years ago. So yeah, and my favorite job at that. So LinkedIn is a powerful, powerful tool. People can type in the skill that their recruiters can type in the skill they're looking for and find. Right. So you're missing, you're really dropping the ball if you're not using LinkedIn correctly yeah. or at all. Yep. So I checked out your blog the other day and in all seriousness, check out her blog. How can they find your blog? Cause this thing was yeah. tons of great information. <laughs> I wish I had more time for it and to dedicate to it. Um, yeah, no, I love publishing articles. Oops, sorry about that. Um, it's, so my website is careermanifestations.com and the blog is careermanifestations slash blog. And I love publishing anything having to do with helping people, you know, in their careers and their job search and all of the tools that I know that's in my head, you know, I kind of get that, get it out. And I have a topic that I think of, um, that I want to write about. And I always see a lot of like misconception 
when it comes to the job search as well. So, you know, whenever I see something that isn't necessarily accurate, I like to give my input because there's a lot of articles out there and it's not necessarily coming from someone that's been a recruiter and that knows what the actual, you know, job search process looks like. So I always want to have at least my audience know you know, from my point of view, what things look like and what's true for me and what I believe, you know, helps people. Right. You, yeah. You posted something on there that I feel like everybody would, you know, wouldn't believe. And I want to talk more about it. And it was just a simple, um, like, uh, not a meme, but a, a quote. And it said, introversion is your power. Yeah. And I loved it. And I was like, I know a lot of introverts, you know, probably a lot of reasons why people don't aren't able to snag opportunities or don't do so well in the interview is because they're introverted. Yeah. So what tell me your your thoughts on introversion being a superpower. So I myself am completely introverted and I have to push myself to even do things like podcasting. (laughs) I don't believe that you sound phenomenal on here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I had to do my first one and I get over it and now it's, you know, a lot more simple. And I think that, you know, the power of introversion is that I think you're more in tune with, you know, yourself and you kind of get, you know, that, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's like that intuition, you know, like you can kind of sense things and, you know, with, you know, like, I guess the difficult part of being an introvert is that you may not go after opportunities like you mentioned, but I think it's important to, um, understand that, you know, introversion is a lot of people. I've met a lot of great people that are introverted and I feel like they're more creative and that they could do great things. They just have to kind of like push themselves outside of their comfort zone you know, because nothing really great happens in the comfort zone. But once they do get past that comfort zone and they push themselves, for example, I had to push myself, you know, with networking and connecting with people. Um, Now it's not so difficult, but now that I've pushed past that, I'm great at it, you know, so it's getting past that hurdle and then becoming really good at it. So I think, you know, introverts can be really powerful once they get past, you know, that shy, awkward kind of thing and get really good at it. I think they can actually be better at it than, you know, people that are extroverted, for example. (laughs) Hopefully that explained that. um, No, it does. I love this because it, it brings me to one of your blog posts. But I remember, so my actual job title is Director of Partnership Development, which, um, in real life really just means that I'm the liaison between our youth programs and outside partners. So that's like corporations and other organizations. So basically that means I'm the mouthpiece. Uh Um, And so I remember when I first got hired, you know, and I can speak well in front of a group of five to eight people, but when you put me in a room full of strangers and tell me to go network, Mm -hmm. I get really anxious. And I remember going to my first networking event here in Tampa And I almost lost my mind because I was like, you know, everybody gets a name tag and I'm like, no one's going to understand what this means because I've got this gigantic long title. Um, And I was just so nervous because I was like, people are going to be like, oh, another nonprofit, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, and it took me multiple events to get over my fear. But, you know, now when I walk in a room like that, I'm a. I'm a butterfly and you're great. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, what happens. you talked about three simple secrets to getting over those networking fears because yeah. networking is imperative, especially now in the job search. So what right. were, do you mind sharing what some of those secrets were? 
Oh gosh, I don't even remember. Do you have that blog up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, give us one. What's one thing that you think? I think, yeah, I think approaching networking from a point of not necessarily asking someone for something because people feel like, okay, they come to me, they're like, oh, networking feels so yucky. Like, I feel like reaching out to a stranger, just, you know, asking for something feels just like not natural and totally yucky. And, you know, it's, you know, just reframing that, you know, and just thinking it as like you going out with your girlfriend and say your girlfriend invites, you know, somebody else, you know, to this dinner party, for example, and you're all, you know, speaking about like what it is that you do and this person, you know, can use your services and you can help them, you know, and Um, it's just you following up with that person, you know, and letting them know, Hey, you know, I can help you with X, Y, Z. And perhaps that person can help you with whatever it is that they do. And that that's just like in life. And that doesn't seem like networking. Right. But then once you take it online, it becomes more difficult. So just seeing networking as a way to help people kind of reshapes it. Right. So if you're bringing like your benefit to the person and you're letting them know like, Hey, this is what I can do for the company. Here is my skill set. And here's, you know, you guys need help. You posted this job and here's what I can bring to the table and how I can contribute to the organization. Just reframing that, you know, um, instead of just messaging them and saying, Hey, you know, I'm interested in this position, you know, how can I get in? I think changes things a a little bit for people. I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's so real because that's what people get stuck on is they think networking is it's like, Oh, you want me to go in a room (laughs) and find people that can help us or, you know, vice versa. And it's not, it's that it's the start of relationship building. Right. And I also think to add to my, you know, other point is that if someone doesn't respond to you, it's okay. I feel people get really stuck on, you know, with networking or even after a job interview, people get really stuck with, you know, this person didn't respond to me or I didn't get a reply or an answer and I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. I feel like the people that, you know, don't respond to you are the people that you're not even, you know, meant to be working with anyway. So oh, it's never personal. It's, it can't yeah, be personal. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm imagining you, well, not imagining you, but you're, you're a career coach and I'm going to, I'm imagining all the people that come to you, you know, and are stuck or in places of, um, or in current jobs or or in the interview process. Have you ever gotten anyone that had this like obscene, um, passionate goal that they wanted to achieve that was like difficult for you to help or unheard of maybe like I'm imagining someone like oh, you know, I'm in a sales job, but I want to work for NASA type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing too crazy. I think, you know, the most um, difficult are, you know, maybe getting people into more difficult companies, you know, companies that, you know, have really high standards. Um, But I don't think it's impossible. It's just a matter of, you know, having the right tools and the right skills. And perhaps, you know, it's not going to be tomorrow that, you know, they get into this company, perhaps it's going to take another job for them to get to that next point. But it's just a matter of positioning yourself, you know, for that next step and having an ultimate goal. Um, But I haven't had anything too, too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to attract it. So let's not think of it. (laughs) Sorry, we're we're manifesting all things right now. We're not going to talk about the negative. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the positivity. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's real. You have to train your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So how I, – I wish I knew a statistic out there, but I feel that majority of us are probably in a role that we wish we were somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think people end up in these situations? Like, I mean, it's it's clear. Like, I think about – I think about a time when I was like 23 and I had my dream, well, not my dream job, but I had a job I liked a lot. And then I had a a previous job I had applied for, reached out and, um, it was like three more dollars an hour that I (laughs) I was making. And I like, I thought nothing about it and jumped jobs immediately and had that job for six months and was miserable and was willing to take a pay cut, you know, to go do what I loved, which was working with you know, youth. So I was like, get me out of the sales job. I can't do this. I'm miserable, even though my pockets were full. Um, so I just, what, like, what, what's most of the stories you hear that how people get in these situations, you know, and then how, what's the yeah. best way for them to consider getting out of it? I think that people get really stuck in jobs or careers that they don't necessarily love. Um, and I think that happens because of like praise addiction, right? So Ooh. most of us, yeah, we're intrinsically motivated. This is like my psychology degree coming out. And, you know, our whole lives were trained, get good grades, get trophies, you know, win this race, you know, praise, praise, praise. And we like to be liked and respected, you know, that's that comes from other people. We want to impress other people. So instead of saying, you know, uh, whatever, I'm a graphic designer, for example, you know, we're taught to go after these, you know, high paying jobs, like, you know, attorneys, doctors, like that's all that I ever knew when I was growing up, like that paid a lot of money and that's respected and that's what you should go after. But I never really thought, okay, well, you know, what are my talents? Like, what am I really good at? What do I actually want to do? You know, and it's not like we don't go through life, you know, thinking that way and sitting down and, you know, thinking, okay, well, what are my talents? What are my passions? (laughs) What am I really good at? And just like believing that you can actually do that and just not really even caring what other people think, you know, my career path should be and, you know, what people are going to think of me when I introduce myself. Because like when you, you know, introduce yourself, what's the next question is like, what did it, what, what do you do for a living? Right. Right. And you want that, that answer to impress people, right? So um, I just think that, you know, getting really crystal clear and being honest with yourself as to what you want to do. And I feel like our passions and what we want to do, we already know. I think, you know, we're born with our strengths and, you know, things we're interested in, things that we're just good at intrinsically, right? So I don't know. I just think that it's, you know, being real and sitting down with a journal or, you know, talking it out with a career coach and, you know, following that path instead of, you know, this, you know, praise addiction and, you know, seeing what other people think of us and what we want to do. Because ultimately, in the end, if you find a career that you're happy with, you know, you could always evolve and move on and, you know, move up and eventually make more money. It doesn't have to be you know, doctor, lawyer, or, you know, working for a global bank or whatever it is, you know, that's going to impress other people. You know, you should only be worried about what you're, you know, what you think and what, what makes you happy, I think. Right. I, yeah. You said something about like intrinsically knowing what you're born, what talent you're born with and what you're born to do. Yeah. And that is everything because I think, I think there's a difference and what we mistake, the mistake we make is there's a difference between there's, we all know 
what yeah. our passion is and what we're born to do. But I think the difference is, is there's, there's either a dream delayed. So we go, okay, you know, I've got X amount of steps, you know, maybe it's, you're working right now to afford to finance your side hustle that to then turn it into a full-time gig or right. you're working your way up somewhere else so you can be respected and be the expert to take on that dream job. Um, but there's a difference between a dream delayed and a dream totally pushed to the side because you don't, you know what you're born to do, mm-hmm. but you've either chosen money or chosen fear over doing that. Correct. I love it. That's so yeah. true. And I, I've been there before. Like I've, yeah, I've so have I. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You did tons of stuff. You did like real estate yeah. and yeah. so what about this, this, you know, career, helping people find their dream job, you know, career manifest manifestation with everyone, you know, that, that needs this. What about this is so rewarding to you? Um, being able to help people. I mean, I was stuck, so I know what it feels like to be stuck and not be passionate about what I do. I've had jobs that I was absolutely miserable in. So when women come to me and they tell me their situation to help them, you know, change that situation really changes. I think, you know, all like aspects of their lives, you know, if they're happy with their job and they wake up with a smile on their face and they're not miserable, you know, that changes their relationships, that changes, you know, even their health, you know, how many people do you know that, you know, hate their jobs and, you know, they get like depressed, they start, you know, taking it out on alcohol, even I've seen people, you know, jobs are really like, we spend so much time there, it becomes who we are, right? So if we're not happy with what we're doing, and, you know, we keep on doing that, it can make us sick. So taking people from a miserable situation into a much better place is really rewarding to me. Yeah. If you have a full-time okay. job and yeah. you're, you're there more than you are at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like easily hands down. You're with your work family. Yeah. I call it work family because my work is definitely family, but for yeah. a lot of people, that's not the case. Right, right. And I feel like people have so much opportunity to, especially today, to do what they want to do. If it's not what you want to do, it's like, don't stay in a job that you're stuck in just for your resume. You know, the right employers will get over it. Even if you've been there for a few months, it's not for you. You know, you have one life to live. Like, why waste it in a place that you do not like or you're not passionate about, you're not respected? You know, there's, I'm I'm not saying, you know, jump ship tomorrow and not have a game plan. But, you know, take the necessary steps to improve your life if you're not happy. All right. So I have a little bit of a a personal question. Sure. Do you have a current (laughs) hero? My hero? Yes. I don't necessarily have a hero, but there's someone that I follow, which I'm sure you heard of, Gary Vee. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I actually just read his book about a month ago. He came out with like a second version of his crushing it book. And I absolutely love it. It's more geared towards entrepreneurs. And I really think that, I mean, I, I follow him everywhere. He talks about, you know, people staying stuck in jobs and, you know, just doing it and not really caring what people think. And then he kind of gets me out of my comfort zone a lot. <laughs> I don't even realize I'm in a comfort zone until I listen to him. And he just says, just do it. Stop thinking. Stop watching. Just do it and go for it, which I love his message. Um, I love his book. I really recommend it to anyone that's, you know, starting out in entrepreneurship that's looking to really make a difference. It's called Crushing It, right? Yeah, crushing it. Gary V. Gary Vanderdeer. Gary V. 
He's amazing. And he's a New Yorker. So, you know, we like to get things done quick and fast. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just interviewed a guy that was from Brooklyn. He's here now, but he runs two donut shops and is making a killing. Oh, awesome. Down there in Florida. Yes. In Tampa. Um, Arena is up in New York. I didn't make that clear, guys. Um, (laughs) She's a super superstar up in New York. Um, but the guy that I spoke with, same mentality. Like he was like, let's go, let's get it done now, 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 now. Like he's a mover and shaker. He walks super fast. And I was like, man, how do these people make it in Florida? Cause we do everything so slow. (laughs) I know. I just came back from a vacation in North Carolina. And while I love, 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 love that area, you could just tell the difference between like, you know, just the mentality and the, the, how, how people are like, you know, how they think and how things move along, you know, people get things done super quickly in New York while, you know, down there, it's kind of like, okay, you know, slow pace, which is okay. It's a different lifestyle, but I just think that, you know, movers and shakers, especially entrepreneurs need to make things happen at a much faster pace. They need to come up with things quicker. They need to, you know, move along quicker. And there's, there's something I want to make clear as we're talking about this, because we're talking a lot about, you know, knowing your purpose, knowing your passion, finding a way to find that career that is your dream job or that makes you happy every day that you're not waking up miserable, you know, and a, and a lot of times we can accidentally make it sound like it is just this beautiful thing um, that you dream of, but everybody that has their dream job or is passionate, you know, doing something that they're passionate about, there's still moments where you will struggle. Like, of course you're, you're doing what you love right now. And yeah. And what's your everyday struggle? Do you, you, do you have a part of it that you just don't like? Um, not a part that I don't like, but you know, my business is only about six months old, right? So I have to juggle a lot of moving parts. So, uh, you know, I say that I'm a career coach, but I'm also a writer, an editor, a social media manager, a scheduler, a graphic designer, a course creator, you know, I'm the marketing person, I do it all. Um, So as my business grows, I know I'm going to be able to, you know, outsource some of that. But I'm doing everything myself, you know, so there's a lot of things that I have to do on my own that I wish I had more time for, but I'm not an expert in all of these things, right? So you found me on LinkedIn, I'm sorry, you found me on um, Instagram, I had to learn how to, you know, make a beautiful feed, how to make graphics, how to write quotes, how to speak to people, how to find my ideal clients, what ideal clients even are all about, you know, online marketing, I had to learn that from complete scratch. So, you know, even to be able to find the right people for me to coach, I had to learn, you know, the aspects that I of the things that I didn't necessarily know. So I know LinkedIn really well. But I don't know, you know, Facebook ads and all that stuff. Um, So that's all stuff that I have to kind of learn on my own as I go. So, you know, that's definitely challenging. And, you know, as much as, you know, entrepreneurship is, you know, fun, there's a lot of aspects of it that I have to, you know, take care of myself in terms of, you know, my benefits and, you know, all that other stuff that comes along with it, expenses and all that stuff is all on me. I don't I don't have like, you know, the coverage of a company being able to, you know, pay for that stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. While it's glorified, it's, it's not always easy. <laughs> right. And I think that's yeah. so key because I think, you know, sometimes people get caught up thinking that because there's a few aspects of their job they don't like that they're not in their dream job or, right. 
you know, that, or when they find their dream job and they hear about all the work it takes, they don't want to, they don't want it anymore. Right. And that's what people have to understand is like, there are, I love, I really think I'm the luckiest person on earth because I love what I do. I'm helping, you know, at risk youth, but I like hate doing presentations. I love the talking part. I don't like making the presentation like, you know, (laughs) and there's tons of other parts of it where I'm like, Oh, you know, or when you're managing and supporting people and they don't do what you ask them to do, boy, that's difficult, you know, but everything else that's 10%. The rest of my job is fantastic. You know, Amazing. Yeah, same here. Once I get to help one person, they tell me, oh, my God, because you helped me because of this advice, you were, you know, I was able to find that job that I've been looking for forever. And that's so rewarding and fulfilling for me. All these other things really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, same thing. Exactly. That's so true. Same with my side hustle, like this podcast, (laughs) I don't get paid for this, but (laughs) I love it. I love doing it. And I love when people reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, this advice that someone gave or, you know, what you all talked about or this book you recommended totally changed the game for me. And and that's all I need to keep doing this. But I don't know how to edit episodes and I spend a lot of time writing the content for each post, you know, and that's, that's not my favorite part, but this is, this is still a dream, you know, but it helps people, right? Exactly. So there was one blog post that you had that said finding your dream job in six easy steps. Yes. Do you have a few steps you could share with us for people that know they're chasing their dream job, but it seems to be so far away? Yeah. Um, getting clear on what that job is, right? So a lot of people come to me and they think they have an idea, but they really don't. They're kind of just kind of scattered. Like they may want to do this. They may want to do that. There's another thing they may want to do. It's getting really clear and that can change over time, right? So what we want to do in the future can definitely change. You don't have to do the same thing for the rest of your life. Um, but for the next step, if you, you know, have a dream job in mind, it should be really clear on what that is because it comes through with, you know, writing a resume and your LinkedIn profile and just targeting, you know, the right jobs. If you're kind of scattered and you don't necessarily know if it's marketing you want to get into or if it's this or that or sales, it's kind of, you're going to be all over the map and it's going to translate into being wishy-washy and not, you know, thorough. So I think, you know, the first step is really getting clear on what you want to do. And getting so clear, you know, like I'm I'm talking about like what position you want, what kind of company you want to work for, whether it's a small company, a large company, medium sized company. Is it a traditional company? Is it more of a startup and fun and flexible? So really getting clear on what works for you is really important in the really first step. And just, you know, coming up with a strategy on how to get there is, you know, really important and really not taking a lot of time um, to kind of, you know, listen to all this advice on the internet. There's a lot of misleading information and going based off that, but coming up with a really good strategy from, you know, going from where you are to the next step and working with, you know, someone like me or another career coach on helping you get there because there's, you know, a lot of time that you can waste applying to jobs that are just like not right for you. So working with someone through that, if you do need additional help, like really does make a huge difference. I love that because I'm thinking 
like what type of vagueness do you get? Like, do people, do you hear a lot of like, oh, I just like marketing. Like I want to be in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I could see that. Yeah. You or, know? you know, I just received, I work with a lot of like, what, what are they called? Uh, it's like midlife, no, quarter life crisis. <laughs> that would be us. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of years out of college and kind of, you know, they want to get their, you know, foot in the door into a company and they kind of have an idea, but they don't have enough experience to really know what works, what doesn't work and, you know, really what they want. Um, so yeah, I work with a lot of that and, um, yeah. So I just think that just figuring out what it is that you want to do and being really specific about what it is. Right. So like marketing is very vague. So what it is, what is it that you love about marketing? There's so many different aspects of marketing. Um, so yeah, just getting really clear on what it is that you want to be an expert in. Right. Is that something that do you also help people with that? Whereas yeah. when they yeah. when they have a vague idea or a hobby that they like, you help them kind of narrow that down? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just talking through it and seeing their strengths. There's lots of like online tests that you can even do, like personality assessments to see if you know you're a better fit for certain positions, certain jobs if you have no idea. Yes. Um please you know, just give me your favorite online assessment because there's so many good ones and people never talk about this <laughs> I was just actually going to post um, an article on that and that kind of translates back into my psychology degree um, what is it called I just posted it yesterday um, I just, do you have a favorite one I do I just had one that I was about to take where is it um, my Oh, oh here it is. Myers Briggs. I don't have it's the one that I have is like paid, but there's a link that you could do it for free. Um, but yeah, that's that's one that's my go to. There's others that have different personality types. Um, this is the one that I like to work off of. It gives you, you know, different things that you can be good at. I'm just looking at it right now, but like 16 distinct personality types. And then it gives you a couple of different ideas for jobs. And I think those are great for people. Cause I know we're talking about your dream job and your passion, but there's also a lot of people out there that are great at a lot of things and don't know what they're passionate about and right. don't necessarily know what they're good at. So a great right. place to start is like one of those surveys. Yeah. Or yeah. It may not be the ultimate, you know, but at least it'll give you a couple of ideas and get, you know, juices flowing ideas going. Do you mind if I share that link when I post your episode? No, absolutely. Perfect. So I'm going to make sure that we at least use this, uh, attach this Myers-Briggs assessment uh, with Arena's episode. So make sure. Yeah, guys that I'll try to find the, the free one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll make sure it's free. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so awesome. Just, um, I guess, what would be your last tip of advice for, um, you know, someone that has been in a, in a career that for a long time that they're, they know they're not happy in, and they're still trying to figure how to get out, how to get out of this stuck phase, or just maybe realize that I could be doing better than this. I could be doing more of what I love. What would your, your single tip be? Yeah. So if you're feeling stuck, I think it's important just to ask yourself, like if someone can wave a magic wand and just change your situation, what would that look like? 
Mm. <laughs> um, and, you know, whether you have to talk this out with somebody or, you know, grab a journal and write it out and get it out of your head, just write down what your ideal situation would look like and then go after it, right? You have one life to live and you decide what your life looks like and, you know, you figure out what the steps are to get there, you know, however it is, whether it's, again, with a career coach or networking or, you know, getting an informational interview on LinkedIn with somebody that works at a company that you're considering that may be a good fit for you, Um yeah, I think that's, you know, going after your dream and yeah, figuring out what it is and then going after it. Yes. 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 So to wrap this up, it sounds like what I heard you say was one, you need to create your LinkedIn or you need to redesign it and make it look pretty and attractive and descriptive with skill sets. You also need to check out Arena's career manifestation blog because wow, and you need to see it. And three, it just really sounds like you need to get very, very clear on what you want to be doing. Yes. I love this. This is, this is, this is for a lot more people than I'm, I'm willing to consider because I know there's a lot (laughs) of people out there that are feeling like they're stuck because when you said wave a magic wand, I thought to myself, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah. I love my podcast. I love you know, um, every, all the, you know, the speaking engagements that I'm doing right now, I love my job. I don't think I would, would magically want to be anywhere else, but I know there's a lot of people out there that are reconsidering their choices or what they're doing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you definitely have to take the clear steps to get where you want to be. For sure. Well, I definitely want you to, um, if you're willing to, repeat all of the ways that people can find you, your social media, your blog. Sure. So my website is careermanifestations.com. And my blog is on there as well. I am, I don't know if we spoke about Facebook, but I have um, a Facebook group where I do a lot of, you know, free help. And it's a career community. And I don't know if we spoke about this, but I primarily help uh, women. Some men, you know, come along sometimes, <laughs> but my Facebook group is solely uh, women. I'm and um, on Instagram, it would be my first name, last name, which, you know, we can always link it. And on LinkedIn, it would be my first name, last name as well. And I connect with people basically anywhere they want to connect, especially on LinkedIn. Um, when people subscribe to my uh, newsletter, I actually encourage them as one of the ways to, you know, get over their networking fears is to request me on uh, LinkedIn and to give me their best shot at a networking um, message. So it's really Ooh. fun to see people try that. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's- Just as practice because I could always give, you know, um, feedback. So if people want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Irina Pachera on there as well. I didn't even think about that because we're, like, <laughs> we're taught our whole lives to know our elevator speech, but now it's yeah. like, your first contact with someone might be a direct message. So what does your direct message look like as an (laughs) intro? I did not even think about that. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any tips like that on your blog about like what's your direct, your direct Mm -hmm. messages? I do. Oh, that's greatness. Okay. They will be links in this post. You have to check her out. Arena Pachora. I cannot thank you enough for joining us. 
Thank you for helping everyone that heard this episode that may, you know, their career may be in question or they're in their stuck phase right now. Um, thank you for giving us all the great info. Thank you for joining us. We're so yes, happy to have you. Yes, thank you so much. This was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you have a wonderful day. Guys, check her out. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.